everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Tudor Dixon Podcast. Today, I think we should talk about Disney. Let's talk Disney. Let's talk free markets. Let's talk influence. Let's talk about all of it, but mostly Disney. Why, you ask? Why Disney? Well, Disney has been in the news lately, and most of it has not been good for the company of Disney. They've been experiencing major box office bombs. Just last weekend, Wish failed miserably at the box office. What is Wish? Honestly, I had no idea. I had never even heard of it. You may be asking yourself, how could you not know? This is an animated movie geared toward little girls, of which I actually have four. Honestly, I wondered the same thing. How do I not know what this is? I keep up with the news, obviously, and the only time I had ever heard of Wish was because it bombed at the box office. And suddenly, Bob Iger, the CEO of the Walt Disney Company, hosted a town hall meeting to discuss the future of the company. Why? Because they had suddenly been having a lot of problems. A future that he claims will now be focused on building rather than fixing. You see, he was CEO. And then he left Disney, and Disney went even more woke. But trust me, Bob is no friend to conservatives. And things started looking a little dark for Disney when it got a little bit more woke, but it was already woke. Bob Iger thinks it was because it was putting out too much content, not wokeness, but quantity over quality content and sequels. He blamed sequels, too. This is a bit ironic, considering... He himself is actually a sequel. This is Bob Iger returns. We're living right now. I mean, he left the company in 2020 and he returned to fix it in 22. So we are on the sequel of Bob Iger, which is what he thinks is the problem with Disney, which I find kind of funny. So was Disney perfect with Iger or was he actually the beginning of the downfall? I mean, because you think about it, he left in 2020 and then he's like, oh my goodness, Disney totally fell apart in the last two years. Let me come back and save it. And I'm like, was really? 
two years, the period. I mean, two years is a pretty short period of time to create the destruction we've seen over at Disney. Iger thinks movie sequels have caused the company these losses, but I'm going to show you it started much before that. Iger wants you to know he's going to fix it. He's fired a lot of people, plans to sell some of these companies and limit those awful sequels, I guess. Marvel was specifically mentioned. And I think Marvel Marvel is a problem, but not because of the content or not totally because of the content. I mean, we get a new Marvel movie, it seems like every six months, and apparently Iger thinks they're getting a bit stale. Here's the deal. I think Bob Iger is wrong. I know I'm not CEO of a company the size of Disney, but just hear me out on this one. Disney has not just ticked people off with bad movies, although I have to say it is incredibly irritating when you pay that kind of money for a movie and you get there and you come out and you're like, this movie was so bad. And I will complain on movies in general for a moment because lately movies have been so bad. And maybe it is because there has to be a massive amount of content out there with Disney Plus, with Netflix, with everything. I get it. It's annoying. There are so many streaming platforms but the movies stink. The problem with Disney is they went woke. And listen, I don't like that phrase. I think it's overused and I think people tune it out. But I don't really mean the way the woke the way you think I mean woke. Listen to what Bob had to say about Elon Musk at his town hall meeting. I have a lot of respect for Elon and what he's accomplished. Not just, you know, one business, but a few businesses. And we know Elon is larger than life in, in many respects, and that his name is very much tied to the companies he either has founded or he owns, whether it's Tesla of, you know, or, or SpaceX, mm-hmm. SpaceX, 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 or now X. Mm-hmm. And by him taking the position that he took in quite a public manner, um, we just felt that the association with that position and and Elon Musk and X was not necessarily a positive one for us. And we decided we would pull our advertising. As you can probably imagine, Elon didn't really like that response very much. And it's not just Elon. I mean, think about this. Elon has become like a pillar of not conservatism, but someone who stands up for people's choices and voices. And this guy's like, yeah, we don't want to be connected to that. And therefore, it makes those of us who feel like Elon kind of freed X as though Disney doesn't want to be connected to us. Elon was so mad about it. This is what he had to say. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. But go yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob. So regardless of Elon's reaction, which was, I mean, he's mad, right? What do you think the rest of conservatives think? You see, I believe that Disney's problem isn't content or just content or sequels. The problem is that they hate their customers and they don't even know they hate their customers. Why? Why don't they know they hate their customers? Because they've stopped trying to even know their customers. They're so arrogant, such self-centered narcissists 
that they forgot the first rule of business. The customer is always right. But it's hard to get to know what your customer thinks when you don't even care what your customer thinks. Even the stars of their movies don't care what the customer thinks, which I think is bananas because you have someone who has been given this opportunity. And these are not jobs like the barista down the street. These people are making millions upon millions of dollars and they've gone to school for this. This is a craft. You would think that these are the people that would be like, I really want to know that what I did was good, that I entertained you because after all, I mean, that's your purpose, right? Your professional purpose is to entertain me. If you're not doing it, aren't you concerned about that? I guess not because when asked about the Marvels flopping at the box office, one of the stars recently commented on it to telling Yahoo Entertainment, and this is a quote, I'm not kidding you. I want to focus on something that's not even in my control because what's the point? That's for Bob Iger. <laughs> Seriously? I mean, your product, your work product just failed and you don't care? Where is the pride in your craft and your personal responsibility? But see, this seems to be a problem with an entire generation of young people. There's no pride in what they do. The other day, we went to a restaurant. We walk in. It was lunchtime, but there was nobody there. And I walk up to this young woman who is at the counter, and I said, are you guys open? And she was like, yeah, you get your drinks here and your food over there. And I was like, okay. We were the only people there. Walk over to where the food is, and no one comes. This woman literally saw me walk over there. She can see the people who make the food, but she's not going to say there's people here. I just walked out. I mean, what is wrong with this generation of young people? Maybe it actually stems from role models like this Marvel star. And I use the term role models loosely here, but role models do have influence. People like this, they're role models because they have influence. And seriously, here is a young woman who was handed a massive role and opportunity, but she doesn't care about whether her own work product is a success, nor does she take the responsibility for it not being a success. That's what I believe is part of it. But we also have a problem with everyone thinking that they are personally here to save the world with their opinion. I'm not sure if these folks got the message that they actually play superheroes on TV, but they don't actually save the world in real life. Turns out they think that they need to save the world from, get this, Republicans. Yikes, I guess conservatives are a problem, but listen, conservatives are at least half of their customer base. Like that's who they're talking to, but they're gonna save the world from you. And I would actually venture to guess that it's probably more than half. I mean, if you think about how much movies cost and the people who are spending money, I would venture to guess it is likely conservatives. So probably the majority of people paying their salaries are the ones that they're insulting. And like, it's interesting to me because in 2019, they were making billions of dollars on movies, and the latest Marvel movie only made $77 million. 
I don't even know if it broke even yet. I mean, maybe you shouldn't insult the people that you want to pay you because we literally pay you when we come to the movies. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, like, this was the benefit of not having social media as a kid. I love movies. I really, truly love movies. And I know a lot of people are fed up with Hollywood, but I love going into a theater and just being taken into that world and feel like you're transformed and a part of something different. And that is the magic of movies. There is truly a magic. You sit down and you feel like you're a part of it. And it's like, when I was a kid and I saw Goonies, I was like, man, we just found a treasure. Like, how awesome is that? We found a lost treasure. It's like you were a part of it, right? I loved Mikey, and I didn't want to know anything about the real person who played Mikey. I didn't want to know anything about him. 
When I watched Titanic, I didn't want to know who Jack was. But now I have to know that in real life, Leonardo DiCaprio is going to lecture me about climate change from his private yacht. A yacht that is likely leaving a larger carbon footprint in one week then I will leave in two years time. But whatever, I'm going to get lectured about it. And that is kind of ruining movies for me. I mean, honestly, when I see someone saying that stuff, I'm like, you know what? Probably going to avoid the movies that you're in because you're no longer entertaining me. You're annoying me and you're making me feel bad. I mean, getting lectured about solar energy by my favorite star is annoying. When someone's asking me why I'm not composting and making me feel bad about it, I just feel let down and then I don't want to hang out with them because I'm never going to compost. So why do you do this to me? But the next level was when Donald Trump was elected. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Then they really got mad. It went from lectures to self-righteousness to full-on insults and aggression. The night Trump was elected, listen to this, Captain America himself, Chris Evans, tweeted out this, This is an embarrassing night for America. We've let a hate monger lead our great nation. We've let a bully set our course. I'm devastated. Captain America is devastated that Trump got elected. That was 2016. Okay, so, hmm, Disney is like in the tank. 2016, Bob Iger was there. Did it just happen after 2020? Or could this have been the start of it when their big stars, their massive stars, Captain America, who we'd all paid a ton of money to go see, let's face it, it's because we go to these movies. He hated the guy we voted for. And then he made this public mockery of it, like we should all feel bad. This is a problem for Disney. This is your product. Captain America is the product you're selling to me. Your product is telling me they don't like me. I'm probably not going to buy your product anymore. Brie Larson is Captain Marvel. Okay, so she's been back and forth on all these different things, and people have had several complaints about her. But Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, came out after the election and wrote this piece, says, the election was a direct blow to the dreamers, to the empathizers, to those of us who dared to hope. Really? Really? This is who they are, and I guess if that's who they are, and they're the ones that are hoping, who are we who voted for Donald Trump? Plenty of those anxiously awaiting the Captain Marvel movies that were about to come out were Donald Trump supporters, and yet this was the response. And to no one's surprise on the right, it turned people off. But the funny part about that is it didn't slow these people down. Look, again, these are not people that are selling kayaks. They're selling themselves. This is by me. I'm going to entertain you. But they're insulting the people they want to. But I mean, the whole thing is just crazy. But no one somehow at Disney has seen this. I mean, we've talked enough about the fact that Disney is like so massively woke. They're putting these dirty, disgusting messages into children's films. But this is outside of that. So it, you're getting it not only in the films, but you're getting it outside of the films. So Mark Ruffalo, aka the Hulk, he chimed in during the 2020 presidential debate with this quote, 
it would be great to come back to cap all caps anything approaching normal donald has put this country on its head his leadership is chaos we can watch this debate and see how little he knows about working with anyone this is why he let covid kill 200,000 people no plan hashtag debates 2020 hmm i mean now it's funny when you read that because you're like, literally the world is in chaos. But this is what they were saying. This is what they were warning of after seeing the highest number of female entrepreneurs, the highest number of minority entrepreneurs, the highest job growth we had seen, the greatest economy that we had seen under a Donald Trump presidency. But now we were in total chaos. Again, Disney's customers don't like that. Iger might have wanted to say, hey, hey, idea, crazy thought here, folks. Maybe we don't alienate the customers. <laughs> I understand you guys have strong opinions, but hey, the studio is really suffering because of them. I mean, it's not unheard of. They have a contract with a major studio. That should be taken seriously and respected. They should know that who they are as, let me use that word again, role models, who they are as influencers, who they are as movie actors, impacts whether or not people go to see the film. Movie actors in the past would have never been allowed to go after the customer base, but I guess times are different now. You as an actor, you are the product, and a bad product has to go. Why aren't these people being fired? When you go after the customer, you get fired. You see, that's, the, again, I talk about this a lot. That's the funny thing about free speech. You are allowed to say anything and you are protected from the government, but you are not protected from your employer. And if suddenly your employer sees billions of dollars of losses because you're a jerk, then you usually get fired. But see, Bob Iger thinks it's bad sequels. I'm not so sure about that. You see, these folks claim that they want to be inclusive. They just don't want to be inclusive of conservatives. Before the 2020 election, they made this video and I had to share it with you. It's just so horrifying, but I'll let you judge it. So it's mostly made with Marvel actors. There's other actors too. Here's the beginning of this video. On Tuesday, November 8th, this country will make one of the most important. The most important. The most important decisions in its history. You have a chance. You have an obligation. To be a part of that decision. You might think it's not important. You might think you're not important. But that's not true. And the only way we can prove that to you is by having lots of famous people. Lots of famous people. Lots and lots of famous people. Just a shit ton of famous people. Repeating how important. 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 How important it is. So obviously you can see from this, they are like super impressed with their own fame. So they know like we're so important. We got as many famous people as we possibly could to come and talk to you about how important it is to vote. So apparently... Their ability to pretend to be someone else effectively makes them experts in what's good for the country. And you should listen to them. They're telling you, they're relying on you. There is a major problem and you have to be part of the solution. This is the problem. Listen to what they have to say. 
You only get this many famous people together if the issue is one that truly matters to all of us. A disease or ecological crisis or a racist, abusive coward who could permanently damage the fabric of our society. Do the math. But do we really want to give nuclear weapons to a man whose signature move is firing? Firing? Firing things? But we can end this nightmare before it begins. Well, wait a minute. This nightmare, this nightmare they're talking about, that might just be who their customers voted for, who the people that build them up into high esteem voted for. These problems that they're warning about you about, they're also total lies. I mean, so there's danger on both ends here. Not only have you made your customers leave and made people mad, but you're also spreading terrible lies about the other side and discourse within the country. And honestly, when you have discourse within the country, that is when you are most vulnerable to your enemies. And so are these people, these supposed superheroes, actually helping? Are they dividing the country so much with their lies? The people who talk about misinformation all the time, oh, talking about racist and we have to fire this guy. He's such a bad person. But they do get into the minds of people because there are people that are like, gosh, you know, Captain Marvel told me this. She must be right. I'll give him one thing. They are right about being famous. And for some reason, famous means they have some sort of power to influence some of these people. And they don't seem to care if they are lying about it. I mean, it reminds me a lot of Gavin Newsom the other night. Look, they're not experts. But they are destroying the Marvel brand. And for that matter, the Disney brand. And I love Disney. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Despite what so many people have said, let's face it, we all grew up with Disney. And any of you who say you just can't stand Disney theme parks, you have to at least understand that it's the ultimate American dream. I mean, Disney literally opened his first theme park while they were still putting things together. Every outside viewpoint looked like, man, this place is going to be a total disaster. This place has no chance to become anything. But that's the ultimate American dream. Building it by hand, building the plane as you're flying, and then watching it become a success. You have to admire Disney, and you have to be a little bit mad. These jerks who get paid millions of dollars every year don't admire Disney. They think it's okay to do this. Like I said earlier, more than likely more than half of their customers are conservatives. And when you see the end of this video, I think this is the part that's going to disgust you the most because I said they're putting some pretty twisted messages into some of their movies. So, so far, we've only talked about how bad it is that they turn off their viewers, right? And that is, I mean, that is a in enough bad, just like, hey, our, your, our politics are different. We don't like you. Um, maybe you shouldn't watch this movie. I mean, it feels like that, right? But this goes a little bit deeper. They start this weird, twisted sexual stuff. And this is what they do in this video where they're asking people to go vote. Think about this. This video is geared toward your kids. It's geared toward your teenagers and your young 20 kids. This is what it's geared toward. And yet, they start to say some pretty sick stuff. Listen to this. If you do vote and help protect this country from fear and ignorance. Mark will do a nude scene in his next movie. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo will do a nude scene in his next movie. Wait, what, what? Mark will do a nude scene. Mark's gonna have his dick out. Full Monty. Full Marky. You see, it always has to get perverse with these people. The people who say they wanna entertain your kids. I mean, that's how gross this is. It's not bad enough that they want to tell you they hate the way you vote. They think you're a danger to the country. They think that you're a bad person. It's not even that they think you're a danger to the country. They just generally think you are a bad person for voting for a conservative. That's not bad enough. They have to twist it into something sexual. And to top it all off, Brie Larson, again, Captain Marvel, said this at the 2017 Oscars. She said, Artists are the ones that politicians fear. It's always been the case. So let's do it. Let people be afraid of us. Let's change the world. Let's share our stories. Let's talk about where we come from and let's learn from one another. Have you learned, Bob Iger? How's Bob Iger part two going? How's your sequel? 
You see, sometimes you need to understand that your job is to save the world. And sometimes your job is just to play the part of someone who saves the world. Quite frankly, if you're just supposed to be pretending to be a superhero when they, <laughs> your job, your job is to entertain me because that's your professional value. Otherwise, you're just one big liability for your company. If Disney were to go back to entertainment without activism, they wouldn't have these box office bombs. I mean, that's business 101. The customer is always right. The last thing I, I, the last thing I want to say is to be clear, I don't need my government to fix Disney. And I don't want my elected officials to save me. In America, the people rule. We can choose great re leaders. We can say goodbye to corrupt companies. It's the beauty of the free market. And maybe, just maybe, it's time to make America, America again. Maybe we don't need to worship our superheroes. And maybe we don't need to worship our politicians. Maybe it's just time that the power falls back to the people. Thank you so much for joining me on the Tudor Dixon podcast and listening to this chat about Disney. I'm sure we'll talk about it more for this episode and others. As always, go to TudorDixonPodcast.com. You can subscribe right there or go to your iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And join me next time on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Have a blessed day. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.